SV Pod is presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Hey, it's SV Pod. Stanford Steve's riding a bike. He's exercising, which is good. We're all about him uh, getting his sweat in. He's going to join us a little bit later. I am going to talk to Tim Legler. Why am I talking to Tim Legler? Well, I always like talking to Tim Legler. He's a great guy. He's a phenomenal analyst, and he is the most skilled employee we have at ESPN working the touchscreen. You give that guy a tablet, he can take a play, and he will explain things to you in such textured, layered detail that you learn something that you didn't know. You'll see things you didn't see, even if you watched it. So as I was watching John King on CNN work the telestrator, work the big board, work the wall, whatever they call it, I thought, I have to talk to Tim because John King is an absolute freak of nature. His capacity to manage all this information in his brain, deliver it coherently at a million miles an hour and in real time break down the significance of what's going on in something that's enormously important. And as we speak, we still don't know who won. And there is this important thing to say. Like, look, we know that talking politics is damn near impossible to do. And so this isn't talking politics. This is talking about somebody who was getting universal praise from the far left and the far right and everybody in between, because no matter what it is you were hoping would happen, no matter who it is you voted for, as you spanned all the different networks doing this election coverage, which again continues as we speak late in the week, it didn't feel like there was anybody that could take such complex subject matter and deliver it with nuance and with breakneck speed at the same time, all while using technology peerlessly, I just was insane to me, insane. And so we thought, well, let's talk to Legs, get Legs' thoughts about what he sees as our best on the technology versus clearly the goat in all of TV and technology, and that's CNN's John King. All right, Legs is going to be here in just a minute, but first. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step towards a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code SVP. That's code SVP. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Also, check out Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast. They know a thing or two about football. Download and subscribe to Stanford Steve and the Bear and SV Pod wherever you get your podcasts. And action. So we welcome in Tim Legler, who, as I described earlier, is peerless in our shop in terms of using technology to take a play and make us smarter. I, I love when we get to sit down and talk about stuff because you'll show me like Laker fast break, but it's not just that. It's look at this, look at that, look at the other thing. 
you're unbelievable at it. We've established that. When you, the great uh, telestrator of ESPN, watch John King with the technology at his disposal work, what do you think? Um, I have nothing but unbelievable envy. Okay. That's all, that's all you're feeling when, when you sit there and watch someone else get to put their hands on the big board and have that many tools, that many cool things to go to and be that good at it, man. You just sit there and you're salivating because you're thinking, yeah, I, I, I take a lot of pride in what I do at ESPN, but the nature of it means my toolkit has far fewer tools in it. And uh, so to watch a guy have that many things at his disposal and to be able to flawlessly pull it off over a long period of time is pretty amazing, honestly. That's the key. It's it, like we never get enough time. Sports Center is an hour long. By the time you eat up your commercial inventory, you and I don't get as much time as I wish we got, to be very honest. I'd love to spend 15 minutes with you just chopping up the significance of plays and games and blah, blah, blah. But it's our time is brief. King is going for hours unlimited yeah. and and the thing that blows my mind is this the pace at which he is speaking without ever making a mistake about complicated information and helping me an imbecile when it comes to this understand an incredibly complex uh topic in a way that i think idiots like me can sort of understand it like i i, I just that's the part to me tim like I get like basketball. I mean, I, I played it, you know, I don't know anything about politics, but I, I feel like when he it's, it's kind of your goal, isn't it? To, to make people smarter about something. Every time I go on the air, that's always been my goal from day one and just finished my 19th year there. And that's, that's, you know, every year I've tried to take that approach. I want to teach you something about the game and I want to do it in a way that you hopefully have never heard before. Um, and that's what I take a lot of pride in. You know, the thing, about these guys that were doing these these, these uh, big boards. And it was more than just CNN. It was multiple. I was flipping around all night. Sure, of course. And, and each each network has one. John King's probably the, the preeminent guy on this. Um, I can just tell you, you know, how many hundreds of hours literally he has put into preparing for that night. Because I look at even what I do at ESPN. And when they first had this technology introduced to me, they set me up with a one-hour session to try to figure out how to use this touchscreen, this new technology, right? So I went in there for an hour. And at the end of the hour, immediately I said, I'm going to need probably to sign up for about six more hours right now. Right, and, right. So, and, and I think, Scott, part of it was I, I'm kind of counting on, you know, maybe other guys won't want to put in that time. I got to differentiate myself because I want to master this in a way that on live TV – I am so comfortable. I'm not about to screw this up. I'm going to get this right. And it, it takes so much preparation and practice. Now, magnify that by when you're talking about 50 <laughs> states, right. and, you know, how many thousands of counties in this country that he's pulling up that quickly, zooming in. He's an animal. In on the fly. It, it's, uh, it's, it's really amazing. And I just, want to, I just want to give all those guys credit for the amount of time they're putting in behind the scenes before they come on the air that night. And look, as I explained earlier, I'm just going to say it again. Trying to talk about anything that even remotely touches politics immediately sends people's antennas up. And and I, we, the thing that I found interesting, Tim, is that I don't care if you're red or blue, if you are the furthest right, the furthest left. Everyone, to a man or woman, seemed to watch what John King did and appreciated that there was a clarity – to the to the presentation that helps you make sense of a mess you know what i mean and so i found that like okay i'm going to talk about it because this isn't going to piss people off about a topic that seems to only do that but here's a guy taking important stuff and and making it 
digestible. You mentioned the tools in your kit, so to speak. I was thinking about this. How many different things when you sit down, let's just say finals, it's Heat, Lakers, and you and I are going to sit down. How many different things are there in your template, so to speak? There's about a dozen things, and I try the best I can on a given night to incorporate as many as I can. You know, some plays absolutely lend themselves more so to, to you know, diving in deeper and mm-hmm. adding, you know, some more to it because it just makes it cooler looking. And it's also it's also valuable in the teaching. But about a dozen of those things, um, I would love the ability to be able to manipulate the video in a way that you can literally physically move the bodies of the players around. Mm-hmm. That is something that I can do in a telestrated tape if I tell them what I want, but we still don't have the ability to do that in real time on a touch screen with you when I'm on the air with you. And it's, we at ESPN have that for anyone to use. And, and Steve and I have used it kind of as a goof, like during bad beats and, and just you, you hand like in yeah. your hands. Okay. It's a paintbrush and my hands, it's like a chimpanzee with a rock. Like there's nothing that I'm, and I'm pushing buttons. And I'm like, Oh wait, hold on. I was drawing an arrow and now it, the, it, it, it all went away. I didn't mean to hit this. And now I've got basketballs going across the screen and I got vision cones. I mean, it, there's, there's that there's like one button that if you push it, it, it wipes the template clean. Right. Right. Exactly. And so exactly. you just like that's like like the, the old the giant red button that says don't press this like in The Simpsons or something. That's the one thing you have to avoid. Right. hundred percent. The other thing you have to avoid. And, and this is the tricky one is if I go and I draw in a certain color, like an arrow, uh, yep. or, or we also have another. So I can either draw a line and make an arrow with my finger, or I can just press a button and it, and it already is an arrow. And then I touch point A, point B, and boom, an arrow appears um, in a certain color. If I want to move that arrow, now sometimes I'll leave that on there, and now maybe I'll go to a circle or go to a vision cone. When I come back to that arrow, if I want to now move it to a different direction, I have to make sure I go back and touch the arrow thing and then touch the color as well. Because if I don't do that and I try to move that arrow, <laughs> you're going to see a bunch of scribbling on the screen. And now it's the whole segment's completely blown. So, hey, look, when I first started doing this a lot, man, don't get me wrong. It's a little bit nerve wracking because you're out there. This is live, live. TV, high this wire, no net forever. Oh, it's going to live forever. And uh, I, I'm at the point now where like I just put so much time in on it, man. It's, it's just it's an extension of my hand. The only thing I can't get, Scott, and you mentioned it right at the start, I can't get more time from them. And here's what I mean. My, I'm always begging for that third play. Like, yep. Give me a third play because I always say one play is a moment in time. Anyone can do that. Two plays, yeah, okay, that is more like a highlight you're teaching. I said three plays tells a story. There you you got to go. let me tell my story. And some nights you know as well as I do, there's just not enough time, man, particularly if you got an hour going, you have so much in your show I don't get that third play a lot of nights. All right, let's talk about the thing that you're probably thinking if you're listening. And it's it's the junior high topic, but it's a topic. You just can't draw a dong, okay? No. Like, and, and, like, let's – I see Travis. He's trying to think, can I leave it in? Leave it in. You can't draw genitals because if you make – like, and you're not doing it on purpose. You're just drawing a thing where maybe you're going to circle this or you circle that, and then you go, you're like, uh-oh – and then you now, now all the great work Tim Legler's done, making us smarter in this and that, and you're just the guy that drew a big gigantic penis on the screen. 
and I have done that in practicing before I come on your segment sometimes. I think I know what I'm going to do. Then I'd look down at it and go, wait a second. That guy's getting hit in the head with a dong right now. Like, <laughs> I got to figure out a different way to draw that play. There's got to be another way to get that guy to defensive help position without having to put a penis on top of his head. So I agree. There you go. This is important conversation. I, I'm sorry to bring it up, but but like these are the things you think about. It's in the internet world we live in. You're just waiting, like the world's just waiting for you to inadvertently do that, and then there it is forever. So okay, I think really you just you got to really use arrows rather than actually drawing because arrows can't be misconstrued. You know, correct, correct. But sometimes you know you you want to you want what you want to draw doesn't necessarily go in a straight line. There you You're go. Gonna- curved arc or something like that if you have a guy coming off a down screen on the baseline he's going to be coming out and making sort of a banana shape you know so you're going to be drawing that um and the arrow doesn't necessarily work that well Uh, vision cone i love the vision cone because it's i mean a lot of times i try to capture what guys are looking at as they're reading a defense i mean lebron is one of the best guys that i can you know i find a play with lebron and, and he's watching action take place. And I know at home, you're watching the game. You are not watching what I'm about to talk about right now, what LeBron is looking at in anticipation of you defensively doing what you're supposed to, and then he delivers a ball. Luka Doncic, another guy, Scott. I, I laugh all the time. I make jokes that if you do what you're supposed to do, Luka Doncic won't turn the ball over. Okay, if you don't react the way you're supposed to, he will throw it off your face and lead to a turnover because he doesn't understand why your IQ isn't as high as his and you should have reacted to that ball fake or whatever it may be. So the vision cone is also something I love to uh, demonstrate. All right. Well, I I feel like I just wanted to get the the insight of a guy who, like John King, has a a, a remarkable ability. And just to get your sense of it all. And if if we're making sort of like requests of what we would love to add in a perfect world, you'd love you just want to be able to move people on video at some point with like CGI technology, maybe sometime in the next however many years. Maybe that's coming. Yeah, definitely. One of the coolest things I did, it wasn't a telestrated thing. I remember several years ago in the finals, I went down actually to Disney. And they put me out on the court and it took two full days. We came up with about eight segments where I actually was on the court with the guys. And you see Kenny Smith does this on, on Turner sometimes where sure. he goes up into the play. We, we did that where I was actually out there in a position where I was guarding Kobe Bryant, who had the basketball in his hands or Pau Gasol. And I was, that was a very, very cool thing to do. So the closest I can come to that in the studio would be the ability to actually move the players physically rather than take a circle or an arrow or draw a line and show where they need to go or where they're about to go. It's kind of cool if you can just go ahead and move them because my goodness, I could then, I could actually demonstrate some offensive sets that I love to run as a coach. And the way I see the game is something I think I could put in and incorporate for a specific player. Say, I'd like to see the Sixers run this for Embiid. You can't really do that with a bunch of X's and O's. It just doesn't right. have the same impact as if the guys are on the court and you're moving them around. I don't know if we'll ever get there. Well, with what you have, you do an amazing job. And I just, I think as great as you are, just to, to watch this King guy in his absolute element going into counties that how you possibly know what they are, I, I, I can't, I cannot fathom it. Like if there was a, like if there was a Vegas line, you're you're our number one seed, but if you're playing king, 
he's a significant favorite given yeah. what he's asked to do, isn't he? Yeah, you know, what would be, would be awesome to do would be, you know, give us a couple hours each, right? And, and you step in and do his thing? Yep, and I jump into that board. He jumps into a, to an NBA play, and, uh, and let's have at it. Uh, you know, obviously, he's got a lot more going on, so you'd have to, like, limit what I'm about to do, but break it down, some specific county, what's going on, red, blue, let's go back to 2012, let's look at 2016. There you but go. I, I would love to be able – to do that because I, listen, I think what it what it shows is an incredibly high level of intellect to be able to process all that. Because the other thing I noticed about him and some of these guys the other night were struggling with this math on the fly, looking at two numbers and telling us the difference without like rounding off or kind of estimating. I saw a lot of mistakes made the other night mathematically. Not him. With all two totals come up in a county. You see the difference here is about an hour. I'm pretty good with that, and I'm going. 6,482. And, and right then, John King was saying at the same time, you know, if I was watching him. Um, and so he has just got an incredibly sharp mind to be able to process that and then to jump around for Pat from past elections uh, and, and then also bring us back to 2020. Yeah, man, I, I, look, the guy's the guy's phenomenal at what he does, no matter what side of the political spectrum exactly. you are. Has nothing to do with that. To admire the talent and the intellect that it takes to pull that off. And we have such respect for him that if he came in to do what you do, my advice to him would be, don't draw a dong. No, that's, that's always that's, that's the it. best advice you could give someone there working the big board. Because the other thing is, yep. when you're working the big board and you happen to do draw a dong, it's <laughs> going to be a much bigger mistake than it would be in real life. Literally and figuratively. And with that, we say thank you, Tim Legler. I don't know if any of this is going to air, but if it does, it should air. People understand what we're talking about. We're all adults here, unless you're a kid. And if you're a kid, sorry. Thanks, Tim. All right, Scott. All right, the big man has joined the party. You're on the bike? I was on the bike, man. I, I did. Not good. I need. I got didn't have the reminders up and all that you stuff. You got a lot of podcasts. You got the you and the bear doing your thing. You got, you're a beer man. You're a brand. I'm trying. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do on that uh, on that bike? Sweat my ass off, um, and try not to curse at the person that's doing the workout. It's fun. It's really yeah. good. Yeah. Shout out to all the Peloton instructors. All right, there you go. I have a quick question because you're a tall person, and I just yep. this I, I hate to, to limit this to the tall people, but this is like in the tall people fraternity. I I, I need to ask. It's just kind of it's not even a cry for help. I just want I want people to 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 share with me their stories. Uh, when you saw me at work last night and you looked at me, what'd you ask me? <laughs> what'd you ask me? <laughs> what happened to your head? Okay, I'm six six. Steve, what are you? Six what? Six three. That's it. Yep. You seem taller than that. So maybe you, maybe you're the threshold where this doesn't happen to you. All right, but for those in oh, the no, six, I, it does happen, right? I, I yeah, I, I have a perfect story for you. This is, right, how, so I'm, this I'm, is I'm, how dumb I am. Go ahead. I'm six six. I am constantly crushing my head on things. <laughs> open up the tr open up the trunk of like an SUV. The thing pulls up. Right, you step in there to get something. Right in the top of your head, and it hurts like, oh, and your head bleeds. Okay, so when I pick up my guys from school, we stop and we get what they call a gas station treat. Gas mm -hmm. station treat is a popsicle. Shout Every day. Shout to the boys on River Road at the Sunoco. They're great. We we become best friends because every day. Every day. And my wife has explained to me, you know, 
they don't need to get a gas station treat for going to school, right? It should be a reward for something, not just the fact that school's over. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but, you know, they kind of like it. And whenever we drive past it, if we don't stop, it's bedlam in the car. Mm-hmm. All right. Blood curdling screams. There's going to be like a palace coup from the back row of seats if we don't stop. So we stop. And I'm walking out the other day. And I normally walk out the one door on the right. But for some reason, I walk out through the indoor mm-hmm. and I conked my head on the top of the door where like the all the d- d- mechanics of the door up there, like the little hinge and thing. And mm-hmm. I got myself good. I'm talking f- bleeding. I'm standing there holding Charlie's ice cream in my hand. <laughs> and I, t- I pull my hand down and Charlie's like, Daddy, you're bleeding. I said, I am, buddy. One, two, three. Can I have my ice cream? <laughs> he, it was it was three seconds of puzzlement and concern. But hey, I get it. I was I was still upright. Yeah. And he he stopped caring and he wanted his ice cream, which I get. But so when Steve comes, like I had a Band-Aid on my head all day Tuesday. We didn't work Tuesday. It's Election Day. And I Band-Aid all day. I took it off yesterday. I come in and Steve just looks at me he's like, what did you do to your head? And that's what I did to my head. I hit it on a door. When we, a couple of weeks ago, we went uh, on a family excursion, cocked my head on the door. The, the, the scab on my head had just healed and come off. And now we have a fresh one, actually two, because there were two different things I hit my head on. Mm-hmm. And I just, this happens constantly. And I just, am I an idiot? Or I think you just, your airspace, like you just don't have the sense that you have to duck. Scott, I have, we're, uh, you know, leasing, renting our house here in Maryland. And when you come in the front door, we usually go through the garage and then you go through the side. But my front door, we have a chandelier thing that right in the middle of the, I'm trying to think of that room. You Foyer. Yeah, that. that, so, that. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. 25 times I've hit my head on it. And I'm like, can we get a table? Can we get something to put underneath this thing so I don't hit my head? Come down the stairs, turn the corner, wham. These, these, the moving company moved like, I don't know, 270 something boxes in the house. Think they touched the chandelier once? Right. Nope. No. Me, 25 times. So I guess really what this is about is we're, we're two big giant galoots that run around hitting our heads on things. But I just, I guess really it's just, I feel better just with you sharing that story that I'm not alone. Well, like, it's, no, also, it's also because you guys are bald too. So then it shows. Thanks. Yeah. Well, if I had a little bit, of, if I had like your helmet, Rockhold, like it would, it, I my head, it, the door would have bounced off that. Look at that, look at that. You got like a kid and play haircut. Yeah. You got a, you got he a hot top fade. If I had a hot top fade, I'd be fine. But yeah. I don't. I'm a, a bald, lumpy head with dents in it. Mm-hmm. I just, my wife, she said, wants me to wear a helmet. I'm like, come <laughs> on. And she's only half kidding. Like she wants, I think she's just sick of seeing my lumpy, cut up, bald head. I'm like, you married it, lady. Yeah. All right. That's Get a good start. It. Good start to the conversation. Um. All right. So you're done with your workout. Uh, yeah. We're done talking to legs. What do you got for me? I got some questions. You're going to go on the spot. You ready? No, wait. Scott on the spot. Pew, 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 pew. Scott on the spot. Go. All right. The question is, can this team win the Super Bowl? Ready? Uh, yeah. Packers. No. Cardinals. No. Seahawks. Yeah. Colts. 
Mm. Rivers like <laughs> dumping it to Heinz. <laughs> like, can you do that? A three straight playoff games and get, get to the suit? No, I don't think so. I mean, their defense is good, but I don't. I don't think so. Rams. Nope. Saints. Yeah. Yeah. Yes or no? Yeah. All right. Yes. Bills. No. Not yet. Tight, Titans. I, uh, they 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 got to get their defense sorted out. Uh, how mad are how, how mad are you at their defense because you had them in fantasy? I let them go. I had to let. We needed to have time apart. <laughs> but here's the thing about them. You know what I've seen them do as a group? Go on the road and beat New England and Baltimore. Yes, they could win it. All right. I, I, I have, I've seen it. I've seen it. Buffalo, like, I just haven't seen it yet. Go ahead. Big one. Buffalo, Seattle this week. All right. So then you know the Ravens you think can win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs uh-huh. can win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh can win the Super Bowl. Pittsburgh can win the Super Bowl. Uh-huh. Green Bay Green Bay does it like – Tampa you think can win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think so. I think I think so. But so how many teams did we – how many teams was that a yes to? Like seven or eight? Well, two on my list. I, I, I put – Who do team- you think can? Um, or who did I say couldn't that you think could? I'm nuts. I'm I'm stupid for saying this, but I'm I need to see. I I think I need to see more, but I would not count out the Cardinals. Uh, that's the one. I hear you. Look, t- I, their defense. I agree. And I'm like. I, and you I'm didn't even really, say you didn't even fill in the blank. Their defense blank. I said I agree. You're gonna say like, look at what bro, they do. They if you if you can if you can um, confuse Russell Wilson, you're 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 doing some things on the in the defensive side of the ball uh-huh. in, in 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 enormous spots like they did. Agreed. Those were, I, those were huge spots. So I understand people want to label you know the Cardinals are the Cardinals and all, all that stuff, but. I mean, I'm going through stuff this week, and, like, the Colts are playing the Ravens. Fascinating game to me. I think they're both good football teams. I really do. I agree. They, they don't have a one good win. Who? Colts? Either, Either one. team. Either no, you're team. right. No, you're right. The that- Ravens beat the Eagles. That's it. Like, I was going down it. No, it's, and it's, it's it's you're right. I mean, and the, I mean the Brown the Browns win week one. They beat them badly, and the Browns have a good record. But beyond that, uh, I mean, the best team they played was Kansas City, who came there and gave it to them. Um, and you know, a couple of a couple of postseason flameouts, and people are gonna sort of withhold judgment there. I I think that's I don't think that's unreasonable. Um, I just, the Packers are the one team that like when they play their like the way they started their season, like man, look at them. Now it's like, can they stop anybody running the football? Mm-hmm. Who's the guy besides Devontae? But it doesn't matter. Devontae is the only guy they got. They, he still gets three touchdowns. I just Watch love it because it's I, – I love it because it's like the old – I was a diehard Brett Favre fan growing up, and it's like it's like watching Brett Favre and Sterling Sharp back in the day. You knew every time that ball was going to him, and he still got it there. I'm and throwing it to awesome. 84. Yes. Stop it. It's stop. so awesome if people like could ever – Tecmo Bowl. I have one play. Can you stop okay. the play? All right, that was – is there another question? Yes. Okay. This, this, this is very important. It's got okay. a spot. Um, we know – Rutgers is on the cross-off list from yes, prior I, I, from prior years. Right, I broke up with Rutgers on winners. Right. I can't pick them again, no matter what. We is, I'm not allowed to call. I'm not allowed to send a late night text. You up? I cannot do that. Okay. Is Kansas on that list? It's funny you ask that question because winners are coming tonight. 
on uh, on the show. We're on a little bit of a tear here. We've won nine. What are we? Nine and four our last couple of weeks. And you probably won Illinois. You didn't push that. You're probably ten and four the last two weeks. Mm. Kansas, under normal circumstances, would 100% be a pick this week. I okay. cannot. I cannot give them out. Okay. How about? We've had issues, and I think you said if they didn't come through for you, you had to cross them off. Mm-hmm. The Commodores. Yeah, Vanderbilt's they're, they're, I picked them two weeks in a row. They got throttled twice. And okay. shout out to the, all the fine folks in Nashville. I we're, There are other teams I can pick. You're not on the I, – I can't put you on the list again this year. Okay, so I'm just making sure because I had those as, as possible picks for winners this week. So that leaves me with my final guess – for a team that will be featured in winners tonight. Uh-huh. And that is Tucson Slim and the Arizona Wildcats. Again, there I didn't give them. Uh, wow. I didn't give them. And the reason I didn't is because I the first blind look at this, I, I don't, I don't have I don't know what's happening. I, I want at least a little bit of intel before I just start. <laughs> I've explained this. Like, it's no fun. I, I don't handicap. I just look at lines, and I look at the lines that I think make the least sense, and I do a bit of research. I mean, it's not just blind fade the public, but that's the that's the core of it because the smart guys, the analytic guys get furious when you say that. It's not mm. just blind that. But I can't just say I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to take Arizona because it's completely blind, and I don't need to do that because I have enough intel on people that I can make some other, I think, more informed plays. So Kansas 100% would have been – Vanderbilt I don't even look at anymore. I already told you they were dead to me after what happened at the start yep. of the season. And, and Arizona is on the – you know the list. Off, I know. Off, That's why I'm trying to give the people the list. You know, we're trying to help the people. Well, you know, um, how I, you know the way I think, which what is What if sad. I gave you a quote from Kevin Sumlin that said, we like where we're at. Practices have gone well. Is that enough to take Arizona? It is not. Okay. What's he going to say? We suck and we're probably going to get crushed. <laughs> You know, none of the guys want to be here. A lot of people are really heavy. No one's been working out. Uh, we're we are absolute ass and are going to get run. I mean, nope. no one's going to say that. I mean, right. no one's saying that, Steve. Okay, so then you took away one of the questions because so to make this affirmative, you would take Kansas plus thirty eight this week rather than taking Sunge plus thirty eight against Ohio State. Correct. Okay. Correct. Kansas. All right, and our last one is a fantasy either yeah. or would you rather. Here we go. I am right. a fantasy football expert. What, are, what is the latest on Ezekiel Elliott? What does that mean? I thought define, I saw you did a, he, he, he did a hamstring. Question. He did oh, a he's hamstring? got a hammy? That's what I thought I heard. Well, that's bad news. I need to. I might need to look for a different uh, – I might need to start somebody else. I. Steve, have we not learned anything about, about like – like Nuke Hopkins has been on every single que- – he's got a cue next to his name every week because he's not going to practice Wednesday. People – when did – did Zeke tweak the hamstring today? I've taken I've, Thursday? Yeah, I have thought I heard that, yes. Well, that's bad he, news. He was limited to rehab work during individual drills today. That mm. is Thursday. Mm. Okay. So what's the question? What's the status? It sounds bad. It sounds like you got to see where we are on Friday, and then you wait for that late-night Schefter – uh, he's like the it's he woge bombs you on Saturday night late, like okay. in the so, early, in, in the wee hours of Saturday night slash Sunday morning. He's going to tell you all the guys that are not supposed to play that are gonna or are questionable but won't. So just wait for that. Here's the conundrum. Ooh, it's either Zeke or or 
DJ Dallas or Hasty? Well, DJ Dallas, you don't know because you don't know if Chris Carson's exactly. going to play. So you exactly. can't you can't ride with him because he could like it could be Sunday and all of a sudden Carson is miraculously out there playing with his mid foot sprain. I think you start look who else does San Francisco have? They're playing on Thursday night and they've got no one. So Hasty is going to gobble. I think, okay. right? So Can he just, get a couple catches. I think so. Out in the flat for sure. But here's the, but, the, but what if you start him? There's nothing worse than starting nothing. somebody on Thursday night. He gets like 5.7 points and you got Zeke sitting there staring at you and you didn't play him. And then on Sunday he goes, but even if Zeke, take him out of the equation. When you start that guy on Thursday and they bomb, you're pissed until Sunday. Oh, or, yeah. or not, not, maybe not you, me. Yeah. No, that's you more me than you. All right. So I'd say, I mean, I'd say it's it's a ha- it's hasty and hold your nose because you just don't know. All right, how many how many are, how many are on the card? Lucky seven. I mean, we got seven uh, two weeks in a row. We get we went five and two. We went uh, four two and one. Except you probably went five and two again because Illinois' quarterback was out. No big deal. We still pushed or covered. So that's uh, seven. I'm not superstitious, but I'm not not superstitious. So I got seven. One NFL. We're gonna keep the one NFL. Tra- what what NFL game do you think it is, Steve? Who have I gone against the entire season? Oh, Every- see, you got Buffalo. Blind. Just blind. <laughs> Look, going against Russell Wilson is absolutely excruciating because you're probably not going to get there. But it always feels like the only side you can have is to, to go against because everybody's just going to have them. And what do they do? Mostly play close games. So give me, give me, the, give me the bills at home plus that candy. Come on. By the way, we can bet Maryland here soon legally. They passed it. You want to go places? Finally, and, bet on a game. Yeah, finally, we can really, we can actually bet. Let's go to like so you and you and me. We'll just go places and just bet all day. Just sit around in lawn chairs and bet. Yeah. And Does eat that mean like bookies could just put a put a sign out in their front yard and say, "I don't, Open I don't know. I don't know how that works. I think that most <laughs> bookmakers have credit tried to, free credit. I think that they've tried to keep that kind of off the grid. That's where Your it gets first a little. Twenty timer is free. A little sticky. <laughs> yeah, how about that? How does a book? How does it? How do the local books give you the same? I the same as an offshore. Your first twenty timer. Sign up now. Teasers, no, no juice. No, no juice big. on teasers. I would be a hundred percent the no juice on teasers guy because I'll book all your teaser action forever. In fact, when it goes legal, I'm doing that. Yes. I'm setting up Vamp Pelt's House of Teaser, and I'm juice-free teasers, all action booked right here. You and me, Steve. We'll set it up like a lemonade stand. All right? Absolutely. We're going to get rich. Hopefully. Is that the end of the podcast? Uh, one more thing. Okay. Notre Dame money line. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. Not the end of the podcast. Here's what you need to understand. I can hear it. I can hear the echoes. Can we get Felica on to sing it? <laughs> he might have oh, to. Oh, Indiana. Um, that, folks, is what, is what we call a hate bet. That's what it is. Not this one, time, buddy. One billion percent a hate bet. Not this time. Notre Dame plays the Yankees. Who do you root for? Oh. Yep. Notre Dame and the Yankees. Stanford Steve is wearing a sweater and a hat and waving a pennant of which team? (laughs) 
I'll get back to you. Okay. That's a tease. Next week. Oh, wait. We're at the Masters next week. I was going to say, I have a question. No pod. Scott, no pod. Ma- Masters November thought, Scott. I don't know what to think. It's, it's exciting to go. It's so bizarre to be going this time of year. Uh, normally, it's after the winter. It's spring. It's the excitement of a new season. There's, there's, you're, 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 you've just come off the NCAA tournament. That that Monday, there's a title game, and it's it's opening day in baseball. So just you're in a mentally completely different place. And then there's the fact that there won't be anybody there. And Doug Ferguson, who does a great job covering golf uh, on our Masters call, asked this question to Andy and Curtis. And I, the more I thought about it, the more interesting I think it was. He asked, is, is the fact that there will not be patrons there a bigger deal from not having cheers, not hearing roars, not players not knowing kind of what's mm. going on around them? Because that's how you know. Like, you know who's on 12. You know who's on 13. You hear a massive roar. You know, son of a gun, Tiger just eagled. You know based on the roars. And you know based on the layout of the course what's going on. But more than anything, people there frame – the backdrop of what it looks like, where you're aiming, where, where your targets are, just the whole depth in the feel. It's and look, these guys are great. They're they're, they're hitting to a number, so it, it's 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 not that big a deal, maybe. But just vid- like what it looks like is it is an issue. You got to get used to what it looks like compared to what you're used to it looking like. Plus, how it plays in November, where it ought to be a whole lot longer. Um, I, I'm look, I, I'm happy to go just because it's Augusta and it's the Masters. But I can't describe how strange it is. It'd be like if it'd be like if, if, if you celebrated Christmas in July, like somebody'd say, are you excited it's Christmas? Well, sure. But like I'm putting up a tree and it's 95 degrees outside and I'm, and I'm putting the kids to bed and like we're putting out like cookies and like the fake snow for the rain, reindeer food and all that stuff. And it's, and we're in shorts. Like, just the time of year that this thing you love is happening is so off that it just it's hard to make it make sense to your brain. Uh, but once you get there, you know, and I'm sitting in Butler cabin with Curtis Strange and it's the Masters, it'll I'll be psyched to see it um, sitting here right now talking about all these other things. It's just so bizarre to imagine. That's the, the best way I can kind of describe it. That's the end of the podcast. We will see you soon. Steve will answer the question, who does he root for? Notre Dame versus the New York Yankees. And I will not let you off the hook. Travis, remind me, okay? Have a nice day.